Welcome to the Tune Shed, the workshop for everything music from history, theory, creative process, production, you name it. We are here to become better music listeners, better creators, and better music lovers. I'm your host, Blake Murray, and I'm here with my dear childhood friend and professional musician, Marty Gray. What is up, Marty? Oh my god, it's time to go and do a podcast. Yo, had a great day wow. today. What? Yeah, what's good? Yo, I don't know. I just came, I literally walked in the door just now from my December caroling gig. What? So exciting. So what I'm You're doing. You're a caroler? Yeah, I'm a caroler in December. I'm, I'm, mm. I wear all sorts of hats all throughout the year, but in December, I carol. I do this gig at a place called Greenfield Village in Michigan, which is like a historical town with a bunch of old buildings and all the Mm -hmm. actors like dress up in 1800s wear and like sell chocolate. And what? You know, we, um, so yeah, they they dress us up and I get to wear this like 1800s outfit and uh, walk around and carol to people. And I go, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And I sing, I sing alto. Um, uh-huh. In a quartet of carolers. So do you have to practice for this kind of thing, or you just you just wing it? They give you music, so you don't have to practice that much. As long as you can read the music, you're pretty much good. Wow, it's easy. That's sweet. Yeah, it is the season. It's a holiday season. Oh, it's the holiday, dude. Christmas is in full swing. Hanukkah. I think it's well at the time of recording. It's it's the end of Hanukkah. Yeah, and it's Kwanzaa season too. Nice. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, wow, I'm so unprepared for today. I just realized I was staring at the wrong notes. <laughs> it's okay, baby, because Ooh, yeah. today we're doing we're talking auto-tune. About we're talking about oh, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> T-Pain's in our notes. He's right there. Look at him. Oh, right at the top of the notes. I'm not even cool for bringing it up anymore. Uh, you beat me to it. <laughs> He's right but there. of course, like T Pain is auto tune, right? Yo, like he... yo, we'll get into it. But he, yes, he is. A, no, he made auto tune part of his sound branding, as it were. Uh huh. Sound branding. That's sound that's a nice brand. term. I don't know if it's a real term, but I like it. Were we talking about this the other day? Like you were sort of saying. Was it about singing that you kind of sing in a lot of different styles and you were like, well, maybe I should only sing in one style to sort of, is that like work on your sound brand? And I was like, but it's nice to do it in any styles. Yeah, that, that sounds thing? like something I would say. I'm not sure if that was me though. Oh. I'm not sure. Well, I had that conversation with somebody. Um, anyways, sound brand, T-Pain, autotune, but turns out he can sing real good. He's got a great tiny desk. little shout out to him. That's right. Um, That's exactly right. He like what was that? He came out. I'm sorry. Am I getting ahead of us? <laughs> he came Dude. out like a couple of years ago or something, and and all everyone was like, "Wow, he is so good at singing." Yeah, and that became the meme, right? And it, okay, so I actually mm. used that exact example, exact example that that example bang, bang. to prove a point about what we're talking about today, which is I'm ruining it. Singing through auto tune, not with, right. but through. Okay. Wait. Should we start? Wait, what is that even? Let's get into it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Blake is to- <laughs> Blake is in the is in the dark a little bit today. It's gonna yeah, be I'm fun. Frazzled. <laughs> I can't. I I'm. So- Let's just dunk his head in. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Baptize me. All right. So, 
a little bit of history. So let's clarify first. We are not today talking about vocoders or talk boxes. Vocoders being, if you're curious about the difference, a vocoder, um, a, good, a good example of what a vocoder does is like hide and seek by image and heap. Um, oh, that's a pretty that's like pure example. Um, or in the air tonight by Phil Collins is a very classic example. Um, I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, oh, he doesn't. So good. He doesn't use vocoder like a choir. Like he's trying to, you know, make a choir out of one voice. He's using mm-hmm. it as like a thickening effect. But we're not talking mm. about that today. We are not okay. talking about Bon Iver creeks, right? We're not talking about the prismizer, although we will. Um, we'll talk about exactly that how to make is. that. Oh, um, Bon Iver has a song called Creeks where he uh-huh. he sings into a mic and he plays his own voice on the piano in real time. Check it out. At the same time? Wait, yeah. so is the piano, is the piano contr- like he's singing separately and the piano is like a sample of his voice or something at the same time and it makes a crazy effect? It's in real time, right? So if he sings into the microphone and he plays an A on the on the piano, Mm-hmm. He, you'll hear his raw vocal, but you'll also hear that vocal pitched to an A. Oh, an so a. he's singing one of the notes, and then the synthesizers, so he can harmonize with himself, right? Yeah, he can't right. Just sing anything, and then yeah. it, it takes it. Yeah, yeah. He's turning that himself cool. into a, into a choir. That is so cool. I got to check that out. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and we will talk about that. Like, we'll absolutely go through exactly how to do that cool things you can do with the prismizer quote unquote that's what everyone that's what everyone's calling it such a um, cool name i know right uh we're not talking about talk boxes either right so that's that thing the tube that you put in your mouth and you go mm. think uh anything by daft punk intergalactic oh. um the it's a game called love that song that's a talk uh-huh. box funky Tower is that robert lips Go ahead. Oh, Funky Town. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Is that Robert Glasper too? Kind of the jazz guy. Does he do a lot of, is that talk boxes? I feel like he does do talk box stuff. I think there's a snarky puppy song too that has one. Yeah. I just remember seeing it in a video and being like, what is happening? Yeah, bro. It's that tube tube. in his mouth. It's that tube. I think uh, Jacob Collier's done it before too. And he also does mellow. Uh, um, Oh, what's the piano thing? I actually have one. Melodica. Melodica. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to grab it. Marty's left me alone. I'm vamping. Marty, I have to vamp. <laughs> um, ooh. That thing. Wait, that that reminds me of the gorilla song. What's that song that has it at the end? Oh, what is that? Oh, I don't know the name um, of it off the top of my head. Oh, is it, it's Clint Eastwood. Something like that. (laughs) Yeah, I think it is Clint Eastwood. I just realized maybe I I shouldn't try to sing every single song. (laughs) It's it's the it's the dad thing. What's that song? Ah, yeah. You know, I was just saying. (laughs) My mom visited a couple weeks ago, and I was just saying, like, mom, I'm so sorry for my whole life. Every time I said like a phrase that was lyrics to a song, you would sing them and I'd get so annoyed. And now I do that just constantly to everyone around me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like huge regret throughout my, uh, my childhood. Oh. Um, yeah, so bro. it goes though. 
<laughs> God, if I had a nickel for every time I've apologized to my mom about like growing up in an annoying <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, wait, so sorry. Talk boxes. I know we're not talking about them, but real quickly, tell me what they are exactly. I know there's a tube in your mouth, but how does that work? You know what? Not gonna get into it. If I if I okay, get into fair. it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole, and we yeah we have to save the rabbit hole going downing. <laughs> yes, that's that's a great teaser. To. It's the thing. It. It's the tube you put in your mouth and you you play on the piano. It, it's a thing. We are not talking about that though. We're okay. talking about auto tune, which inevitably comes from those technologies, right? The way that mm-hmm. auto tune works. You know, it was birthed from talk boxes and vocoders, right? Technically, autotune oh, was came after. Yeah, yeah, autotune came after. It was actually hmm. invented in 1997 by a company called Antares. Um, and the first "quote unquote" pop song to use uh, autotune uh, commercially was "Believe" by Cher. Um, I'm sure you can find examples of autotune being used before then, but I. It's widely accepted that Believe by Cher was the big like breakout autotune sound. Like everyone was like, what is that? Mm. And then since then, of course, we have T Pain, we mm-hmm. have James Blake, Travis Scott, Justin Vernon, all of these people who have taken autotune and have sort of integrated it into their sound in some way or another. Mm. Yeah, James Blake actually does that pretty interestingly because he is he's kind of like like a jazz scatter but like in a different plane is how i sense his music and then the autotune in there i don't know like sometimes it's overt sometimes it doesn't feel overt i don't know yeah you never really thought of him as like an autotune artist but now that you say it i'm like having a trouble like assimilating this new information (laughs) oh right and it's always like i mean he's so obsessed with deep production and synthesizers that it's always yeah. sort of like integrated within his crazy electronic vision. He's a, he's brilliant, and he again he doesn't yeah. make it sound like anyone else has made auto tune sound. He, he he doesn't make it sound like T Pain's made it sound. You know that's so true. Yeah, totally different application. Right. So let's sort of get in the heads of someone who uses auto tune really well, like one of those three. So let's set up the framework. So I have a lot of first time rapper guys in the studio I work at. Um, they come in, they're trying to do some like Drake-ish sing-songy rap thing and mm-hmm. they go in and they want autotune. And the expectation of these guys is almost always wrong. Or maybe another word is empty. You know, most of these guys expect autotune to assist them with pitch. And some expect autotune to be a crutch or a band-aid to help fix out-of-key singing. Mm. Right. It doesn't and, do that? Well, a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, of, I knew that. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people right now are sitting there like, that's the, that's the, that's it, the point. That's exactly what Yo, it is. Did you hear autotune doesn't even work? <laughs> You're not supposed to. What? Wait, so T-Pain could sing all along? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a hoax? Yo. It was a hoax. Exactly. The great it's it's a, it's all a it's all a big record industry scam, bro. That's a bigger lie than Santa. <laughs> Santa's a lie. <laughs> Don't tell the oh, kids well, on not... holiday nights that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. 
Well, good so, thing we're not going to release this for many moons. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll be dated by the time it goes out. Well, okay. So <laughs> you touched on something there in that the the yeah. greats don't necessarily need autotune, right? No one mm-hmm. that we listed needs autotune, right? Not like someone mm-hmm. without legs might need a wheelchair or like old people would need hearing aids, <laughs> right? Whoa. So. You brought up T Pain's Tiny Desk concert before. Right? Yeah. And if you so if you good. watch it, well, it's amazing, right? It's amazing for so many reasons. Partially because of that shock factor. You're so used to hearing him through heavy auto tune, and then all of a sudden he's doing soul music. And you're like, what? He could do this the whole time? And it became a meme super quick. You know? Mm-hmm. Like his his pitch isn't absolutely like Noel's sister level god tier right but his pitch is well within the range of artful you know he's bending yeah. notes he like he has a nice soulful sound like with plenty of confidence lots of expression like if he made soul yeah. records he would be able to record without autotune if he wanted to I think yeah I think so too I mean I was blown away he was quite expressive <laughs> and you're right there's something about his confidence too that really that really also threw me off guard because I was under the impression like that he was using auto tune as a, as a crutch, like you said. Um, right. But then he could, he could just do it. He doesn't need that. And it's like, it's a, it's a different genre almost. You're right too. You, you called it soul instead of his, you know, his other music. It's quite a, yeah, that's, it's a transformation, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know? And that the idea is that he didn't brand himself as a soul artist in the early two thousands, right? He made pop rap and he made R and B in like you know 2007 and this is the this is the big crux of my point right he figured that auto-tune was a cool sound not something that he needed to correct his pitch right he attempted successfully to integrate this into his sound brand wait let me do it let me do it with the with the proper effects his sound (laughs) brand (laughs) i love it (laughs) <laughs> he was super good at it, right? No one was, no one sounded like him with auto tune. And actually, think about how good that is. This, you know, I don't, how many years later now, and he's the first thing I think of when you say auto tune, right? Yeah, so. I think I think he released an app. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like the T Pain Auto Tune app. No something. way. Is it like a uh, plugin on your phone that just I does it? I think so. I think I saw someone on like a high school bus or something say something into into their phone and then the T-Pain auto-tune app, like spit it back out all auto-tune-y. <laughs> it's like, Does it like make a beat too for you? And like, no, 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 no. Aw. It just kind of makes it all like, you know, you say something, you say like, hello, my name is John. And it was like, hello, my name is John. <laughs> you know, but all Okay, auto-tune. app idea. We do it, but we add a beat. <laughs> okay, there's something. <laughs> <laughs> all right scrap I, that back to the topic <laughs> <laughs> uh his his sound to me was super addicting and that's kind of what made it stand the test of time like you said you know he yeah. sang with autotune with confidence and knew exactly what to do right but he wasn't just singing regular old music and just adding autotune to it right mm-hmm. he had his his things that he would do right he had his like t-painy thing and his vocal qualities that would make it 
sound T-Pain with autotune, right? And Travis Scott and James Blake are no different. You know, they use autotune as a tool to affect a vocal, kind of like one might use reverb or an amp on a guitar. Whoa. Wait, I'm having a little bit of a revelation right now. So it's like, are you saying like little tips and tricks or certain ways that, like just like when you sing and you listen to your voice, you can sort of adjust to make it sound a certain way. But if you listen to your voice with this autotune effect enough, you say, oh, when I do this, it actually makes kind of a cool effect through autotune. And now I'm going to put that in my bag of tricks. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's, Whoa, that's I kind never what... would have thought of that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of what vocal artists do when they figure out, oh, autotune's kind of a dope sound. You know, that's what they do. They they figure out a way to shoehorn it and taste make it. You yeah, know, so that's what are exactly the cool things is. you can do with it? Oh, OK. OK. Tell us more. <laughs> OK, well, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the tools, like the actual the actual plugin. Um, there yes, are a couple different options. It? for you to have autotune, right? The industry standard for autotune is Antares Autotune. So the, the original company who made autotune still has a plugin. They update it every year. Um, I think the most recent one is different from the one I have even, um, but they all work very similar. Easily the best autotune I can't like use another autotune um, Antares Autotune like is it so if you want mm. that sound that literally everyone you love has that's Antares Autotune does that's that cost it. dollar bills yes yes it mm. do how much does it cost I don't know Antares Autotune they should sponsor us they should sponsor <laughs> us I'll email oh, them they have Autotune Unlimited now with a subscription. I'm not sure how I feel about this subscription model. But yeah, we could do another episode about that. <laughs> we could. It's kind of businessy. I don't know. It makes me feel kind of icky. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a little. Yeah, I feel you. I don't know. I know some people that really like the Isotope subscription. So that's I've real. I've heard that name before. Okay. Isotope. It's another plug-in company. But we digress. The, um, there are a couple other options in case you don't want to drop some fat dollar bills on Antares Autotune. There mm-hmm. is Waves Tune, which is made by a company called Waves. And I don't want to make Waves mad, but Waves Tune isn't quite as good. And I've I used it for a long time. Um, it sort of does unpredictable stuff with your pitch correction and isn't quite as good with the pitch tracking um it doesn't sound quite as precise and you don't have as much freedom to humanize or like mess with the sound Mm. so waves tune will get the job done but it's a little bit limited they're tough yeah yeah it's definitely like the little brother to antara's autotune uh waves tune i'm taking that personally (laughs) yeah well, just wait As till we get youngest. some logic. Oh, you, you oh, yeah, you were the logic. <laughs> you oh, not the you were the younger brother of three, right? Yes. Yep. I was. And you're and you're the oldest brother. Yeah. I know I I have like really a lot a lot less sympathy for the youngest. 
Or should I call you Antares? <laughs> they call you Antares. Antares is such an older brother name. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good villain name, actually. It is a good villain name. Not again, Antares. No, Antares. Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry. I have two more suggestions for mm-hmm. um, tooting things. So another thing for all you Logic users, Logic has something called Pro Flex Pitch. Um doesn't work quite the same. I believe that flex pitch is like a post-production thing that you can do to your voice after you record it. Um, but I've seen people get autotune-like effects from flex pitch. Not quite as fun. You can't perform with it, um, but it is a way to get that effect post-production. Um, another tool that I should just mention real quick is M Auto Pitch. M never used it. I have a bunch of M Audio plugins, um, and they're all like really cheap, really free, like fun little toys to play with. Um, mm-hmm. But I've never used the M Auto Pitch plugin. But okay, so that's a good place to start, huh? Yeah, yeah. I think M Auto um, Pitch is definitely the cheapest, if not free, or like at least really cheap with a bundle. Yeah, I feel like there's always something like I use Logic, and so I've used Flex Pitch, and actually little bit of backdrop the sort of reason this podcast was born was because uh marty and i started like we were collaborating on that song stuck to you uh like t- like in the beginning of the pandemic and then it kind of you know you were focusing on your album so it was just chilling for a while and then we came back to it uh and finished it up and there's a part in the beginning where i sing and you harmonize the whole thing and i was like oh god my singing so i just flex pitched the whole thing as hard as I could and it sounded auto-tuned right remember when I sent you that and you're like whoa auto-tune <laughs> yeah yeah it did um, that was so that yeah, was logic so flex pitch that was flex pitch I just yeah. you know it does a little thing where it kind of guesses your pitch and you can see how how off you are uh and then you can change the transients and all the other little settings on there and but pretty much I just locked them all into the exact right pitch and was like yeah sounds pretty good that's great. <laughs> I sent it to you yeah um, yeah yeah, and that's fine. Like, I th- and I think that's that comes with logic, correct? Yeah, and I feel like I don't know about other DAWs, but I feel like uh, in every software, there's probably something if you just want to try it out and don't want to deal with getting another plugin. Um, not hundred percent sure if that's true, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Yeah, there's definitely um, ways of making things sound pitch corrected in Melodyne and Revoice, um, mm. and you can experiment with. That Melodyne's kind of fun sometimes to like play around with different like you know maybe effects that are not allowed or like not the way Melodyne was supposed to be used. You know, I've I've Mm. heard of people using Melodyne in creative ways too. But from here on out, I think we'll just talk on Taurus because most people that are serious about singing through Auto Tune um, and getting like a lot better at using it as a tool will want to pick up on Taurus because it really is like the best yeah and so. also you're like the oldest brother and you're the best so that's why we're going to talk about Antares. yeah it's the older that's true i'm i'm partial to to what came first <laughs> fair enough <laughs> well okay so should should we get into the the pieces of uh auto yeah let's get into it and i guess this this is sort of the lens of how to how to do it for real like when you're making your song right yeah yeah this is sort of like when you pull up autotune, maybe for the first time, like what am I looking at? What do the knobs do? 
where should I start? So and can you maybe also, sorry, can you yeah. maybe also just tell a little bit about how to hear this stuff too? So when, so when we're listening to music and we hear some, some auto tune, like how we'll recognize the different aspects if possible. Um, oh, cause definitely. there's a lot of lo- kind of knobs you can change on yeah. these plugins, right? Yeah. I'll sort of like for the knobs that sound drastically different, I'll sort of tell you where the knob is because you can't obviously the listeners can't see but I'll tell you where the knob is and I'll change the knob and uh keep singing or something and you'll you'll hear the difference right so that's like oh, the lovely. way I'll describe what's happening and I have auto tune pulled up obviously so yeah I actually didn't know that I'm stoked I was like well we get to hear stuff oh yeah we're always gonna hear stuff that's the idea <laughs> okay so the first thing that you'll want to look at is the input type, which on my mm-hmm. version of Autotune is in the top left corner. The options are soprano, alto slash tenor, low male, instrument, and bass instrument. Now this is important because it affects the tracking, right? So um, without going into too much technical detail, Autotune needs to know what the source kind of sounds like so it can guess the pitch correctly, right? So if you tell uh, Autotune that you are a bass instrument and you're a soprano, Antares is going to be listening for low frequencies. So it might actually start tuning your P-pops <laughs> instead of your high, beautiful soprano notes, right? Ah, P-pops um, being when you say something like pencils, peckers. Those. Piano. Perfect. That's all the P words I can think of. <laughs> there aren't any more. You got them all. <laughs> I also don't have a pop filter, so it probably really pops in the microphone. This is probably really aggravating. I'm sorry. Carry on. Oh, I'm, I'm not hearing much. You're good. Oh, um, beautiful. Yeah, so change that input type to whatever you are. So I'm, you know, I usually, I'm an alto tenor. Um, so I just switch it to alto tenor. So it here's my sort of vaguely genderless pitch (laughs) and it knows what what to do um the key settings are important if you are looking for that like perfect auto-tune sound and your song is in the key of e minor you're going to want to switch to e minor and antares has a bunch of different scales right they have I'm, I'm, the drop-down menu says Paylog, Arabic 1, 53-tone, Carlos Beta scale. I have no idea what any of these scales are. I haven't I heard know. of any of those. <laughs> I haven't heard of any of those scales. But they have a bunch of scales in here. You can also, we should make a scale. We should make a scale. <laughs> Just in, find in like a, anything that's unique and be like, that's ours. You it's know, the Tune Shed scale. You can make a scale in, in Indian classical music. Ooh, with like quarter tones and stuff? Yeah. Ooh. We should do that. The tune that. shed carnactic scale. Can, can we copyright it? I don't know. Can you I don't think you can copyright a scale? a scale. I feel like that's unfair. That is unfair. It's like copywriting a color. So you can't do that. <laughs> this shade of green is ours. I bet paint companies maybe could, though. Could, I don't maybe, know how this works. Maybe, maybe a name. We digress. Yeah, who, who cares? The... um. So if you want to make your own scale or edit the scale, um, switch to C chromatic. And what that will do is it will make every note available to be tuned. 
And in the center of my Antares plugin, there are a list of note names uh, in the Western scale, that being C, C sharp, D, D sharp, E, F, and so on. And mm -hmm. you can remove the ones that you don't want the plugin to tune to. Right? So if you're doing some weird pentatonic scale, but you want to add one note, you remove all of the notes that aren't in the scale, and then Antares will tune to that scale. Right? Oh, so that's nice. Pretty useful stuff. For the purposes of uh, what we're doing, I'll just tune to D major. Boom. Okay. Done. So then we have to talk about tracking control. And. Hmm. I'll be completely honest, I still don't fully understand what this knob does, but I can kind of hear it. Um, if I set, well, okay, let's drop tracking knob for now and talk about the retune speed because okay. I'll set the retune speed to something moderate and then change the tracking knob so you can hear what it's doing. Cool? Okay. So yeah. the retune speed is how strong the plugin is, how fast the note is being retuned, right? So here's perfect retuning. Whoa, really robotic sounding. If I turn this knob all the way to slow, this is what it sounds like. Pro it probably sounds completely normal on your end. Right? Yeah, is it even kicking in? So not really. It it would kick in a bit if I went ooh. Okay. Right? Yeah, I heard it. Basically it's the amount of milliseconds that the plugin takes to start retuning your pitch. Um and it does it really, really slow if the retune speed is slow. Right? So the if the retune speed is super slow, it's gonna give your pitch tiny little nudges in the right direction. Right? And okay, yeah. that can go all the way to the robot that we were talking about before, right? Which is perfect. This is perfect retuning to D major. Every single pitch is corrected. Whoa. So my right? guess is most of the time you'd want it like pretty quick, but not perfectly quick. Yeah, it sort of depends on what you want, right? So if if mm. you're looking for like tiny little bumps in the right direction, um, you might set it to like 63. So... You would set it around here, right? This is kind of in between slow and fast, um, sort of moderate. This is kind of like sometimes what James Blake is sitting on, like whoa, 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 ooh, 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 ooh. right? That's so sort of a vibe. Sometimes I can't quite hear it, but I, like I'm not sure if you're just nailing the note, <laughs> or you know sometimes I hear it a little bit. It's yeah, that's a nice spot. Yeah, right. But if I crank it up a little bit to like th I don't know twenty, which is the default that Antares opens to, it sounds mm -hmm. like this. More like that. That sounds so cool. I love that. <laughs> it's like really it's like, like a little. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, it, I really like it. It's just, yeah, like you were going to say, it's really, it's it's kind of not human, but still human. Yeah, it's like almost a little much, but I kind of am okay with that. Like if you lean into it with what you're saying uh -huh. or what you're singing, then it's kind of, oh, that's fun, you know? Right, <laughs> right. Um, like your example was perfect. That's great. 
Well, so let me stay on that setting then, and let me change the tracking knob. So mm. the tracking knob has a range from relaxed to choosy. And what? Re- yeah, so instead of trying to explain what the algorithm is doing, let me just do, uh, I'll sing one lick with the relaxed setting, which is all the way off. And then I will sing the same example uh, using the choosy setting all the way up. Right? Okay. So you can just hear the difference. So here's with relaxed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And here's with choosy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtle. Yeah. I'm not sure if I actually even got it. The second one seemed a little more something i don't know to me it seems like when when you set the tracking to be choosier it seems like the pitch bumping starts earlier and antares like really selects the nearest note a lot quicker and tries to correct it whereas if you set the tracking to relaxed if you're kind of in between notes, like you're you're doing a bend or something like yeah, like that that sort of thing, it seems mm-hmm. like Antara sort of doesn't pick up the the pitch correction as fast, you know. Oh, it's kind of nice for some some natural bending, then, isn't it? Uh huh. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. I think there's more to it than that. Um, but mm. whenever I try to read up on it, everyone kind of thinks it does different stuff. So. I, you know, I tend to it's leave. It's a conspiracy theory. Yo, it it's one of those knobs that doesn't do anything, bro. <laughs> so what do you, what do you leave it on? Relaxed or choosy? Or just, I just depends kind on your of just mood. leave it in the middle. And if I'm if I'm looking for more of that robotic sound, I sort of go to choosy. Okay. Um, but again, good I tip don't... right there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Good tip just to go by ear if you don't know what a knob does, because inevitably, if if you Googled every knob as you were making a song or producing a song, it would take you ages. And I guess you can either build those skills over years, but also like sometimes you can just listen and be like, yeah, that's relevant or not relevant. Oh, dude. Wise words from Sage, Sage the, the Blake, the Sage. That's wise super- words, wisdom. Wise words from Sage, the Blake. Get just if you don't know what it does, just wriggle it. <laughs> just jiggle that knob. <laughs> if there's a big red button, just press it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, I guess we got to talk about the humanized knob next, right? Which is right next oh. to retune speed. So, mm-hmm. um, on paper, humanize is going to introduce some nonlinear, imperfect algorithmic functions into the Antares autotune. Um, so Math. it's it's gonna introduce mistakes, pretty much. Wow! Right. So here I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna um, set the tracking to right in the middle. I'm gonna set the retune speed to something kind of aggressive, and then I'm gonna sing a lick with humanize completely off, and then send the same lick with humanize 100% on. Okay. So, so it should be robotic when it's off, right? Because the retune speed's high. Right, the retune speed I have almost set to one, which is as high as it goes. Okay. So here's here's an example. Yeah, 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 yeah,
right? He was with human all right. eyes all the way on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, so I could still hear like that robotic pitch going through it, but it did feel a little bit more human. It almost felt like I don't know how to describe that. Your voice is just there and the little pitch was there. Yeah. So it sounds to me like what's going on is again, Autotune is adding some mistakeitude to its algorithm. But also mm-hmm. I think it's um it it sort of knows when the pitch is gonna change and mm-hmm. it smooths out that pitch change so that it doesn't sound like autotune as much. Oh almost. That's kind of what's going on. I don't know. I like the humanized knob for um, more like organic, quote unquote, sounding pitch correction. Or like sometimes I use humanize if I need uh, like like doubles or backing vocals to be really, really on pitch. Um, but I don't feel like melodining everything. I see. Okay. Yeah, because if it's like a, speaking of like a quiet background vocal that's just there to add a little texture... It's okay if it's a little robotic, but you don't want it to be too robotic that it's noticeable, right? So you right. just humanize it, and then it kind of sits nicely in the mix. Yeah, it sort of smooths out all those weird, like, auto-tune-y note changes, like, you know? Um, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the humanized knob is nice. Whenever I try and, like, get the quote-unquote auto-tune sound, I never use humanize. Okay. Right? So that's important. Um, whenever, like, I track trap artists or like you know singy rap artists i never use the humanized knob because they want that sound right they they want the yay sound mm-hmm. so i never use that yeah that makes um, sense another huge thing that is often underlooked or underlooked uh, overlooked <laughs> it's overlooked why did i just Does say mean the same thing i don't know is that like flammable and inflammable they just mean the same thing Wait, does inflammable mean flammable? Whoa. That's wild. Wait, underlooked, underlooked and overlooked. I mean, at at the end of the day, you're not looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) Side looked. Yeah, right. (laughs) Around looked. (laughs) Wow. Well, okay. So um, a thing that is overlooked is the... The little formant button that turns the throat length knob on. And that's throat fun. length? Throat length. Like giraffe? Is yeah. that between giraffe and like well, frog? That's, that's what Antares um considers formant. And it's it what it's doing is it's giving you a knob that says throat length because it really does sound like your throat is getting longer and shorter <laughs> when you wow. change that knob. So finally a way to describe what formant is. I know, it's brilliant. It's great. We've been waiting. <laughs> Well, okay, well, let's listen to it. So you've heard this before. This is totally Frank Ocean, right? Okay. 100% Frank Ocean. So I'll set the retune speed to um, really, really slow so it's as close to my natural voice as possible, and I'll just move the throat length knob back and forth. So okay. here's what it is if the throat length is completely short, right? It's the chipmunk thing. Whee! It is, Alvin. Yeah, it's Alvin, right? And here's what it is if the throat length is really big. I'm a drag queen. <laughs> it almost sounds like yeah. pitch shift. 
a little bit, but the pitch isn't changing, right? So here, I'll, I'll do an example. I'll just sing one pitch. I'm just like, yeah, 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 oh my, oh my, oh my God, yeah. Whoa. You know what it actually sounds like is, so with no effect, it sounds like you just sang the pitch. When when it's a short throw, it sounds like you sang a lower pitch and was pitched up. And do you get that at all? And like with the with the longer throw, it sounds like you're saying a higher pitch and was pitched down. I definitely get that. Yeah. And that's it. I think we're, we're going to have to do a whole episode of like what formants actually are and sort of go into the math of it because in the wave. Yeah. And we'll have to talk about the harmonic series and freak the frequency Ooh, yeah. spectrum, you know, all, all the nerdy stuff. Um, but for now, stuff. Know that Antara's autotune has an amazing formant shifter in it. And it's literally what Frank Ocean uses to get All I want is Nikes Ever real. It ain't oh likely. That's what it I mean he's using this to get that sound. It sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds so amazing. So now I see what you mean. That's just like that's like a little tip. Not necessarily in how you sing, but uh, in a new sound you can make that's not, you know, totally distorted or something crazy. It's just. Oh, for real. Yeah, just different. Yeah, I mean, Frank Ocean figured out that he could sing a whole track with a formant shifter on and make it sound like a little kid. Like, that's that's great. That's art. That's brilliant. It's wonderful. Wow. You know, but again, he's he's playing around with tools. You know, he's, he's going, ah, I could, I could use that and make something different. Yeah, hard to pull that off. I feel like if I just kind of stumbled upon that on any given day, I'd be like, yeah, this is a little much. <laughs> I don't know how I'd do it. I don't know how I'd do it, like, you know? Uh, that sounds weird. Uh, so, yeah, hats off. <laughs> well, of course, like, however you want to integrate it into crea- your creative process, that's all up to you. Well, I guess that's sort of a good way of saying, now just play. Like, now that you have all of the knobs, now that you know what to jiggle, jiggle it, and uh, <laughs> get some closed-back headphones, get that um, get that hear-back signal cranked up so that you can hear as little of your dry signal as possible. Um, make some noise. Wait. What's up? Wait. Sorry. What's hear-back signal? Like, oh. how, just how much... Yeah, so whenever you talk, um, you're hearing your own voice reverberate off of things in the room, but you're also hearing okay. your voice inside your own head bouncing around, right? So the oh. idea is to override that signal by getting some closed back headphones and turning up the hear back all the way, you know? So that you're you're just hearing as much of the wet signal as possible, as much of the autotune signal as you can. Right. A good way to reinforce that is with reverb or echo, which is why I like to track with a little bit of that. Yeah. Because then you you hear yourself sort of right away, and that feedback helps you do whatever you want to do when you're singing, rather than hearing the sound in your skull. Right. It it helps you hear back the affected vocal so that you can get that real-time feedback loop like oh that's what i sound like oh that was cool let me do that again you know that's always my 
that's always so fun for me to do when I put like just put an effect on and just crank up the little monitor thing and just like play around. But then when I can't hear my voice too much, I get a little off put and I start missing notes and stuff. So I kind of do like a one in one. But I love that you just gave me permission to not do that. And by one in one, I sorry, I did a gesture. I mean one earphone on and one earphone off. Well, right. That's the way that you're supposed to track vocals. And I really do. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like 100% encourage you to track vocals with one ear on, one ear off. Because that real world feedback loop is important. I think mm-hmm. the idea is that, remember, everything is corrected. So there are much less wrong answers. Or I guess a better way of saying that is the answers that used to be wrong are now right. Right? This, I feel, is the idea behind a lot of trap vocal stuff. Hmm. You know, it's, you don't have to hear yourself. You can sort of let the auto-tune correct any traditional pitch mistake and you can sing through it. You know, that's where we get, is like, yeah. (laughs) You know, that's where we get like the, because it's all cool sounding. Sounds awesome. Oh, right. Well, I mean, if you if you know this and you can lean into autotune, that's where you start to sing through it, right? Mm. So the idea behind that is you're not going into the vocal booth about to sing your trap song like, I just got a divvy on the bitty on the right. You know, you're not, you're not trying to, I just, you know, whatever you're singing, you're not trying mm-hmm. to la, 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 la. You're you're letting the autotune do the work, right? So there's a huge difference with being scared of the plugin and la la dee right, right, and right, and singing with a little bit of confidence, right? right, yeah. You know, yeah. There's all that stuff. That's so kind of like the energy of trap is so fun, and, and I think a lot of times it's because of that, because like the effect is crazy, and it just brings the energy up even more, and then it just cascades into this super hype thing. Oh, of course, and like I'm sure some of it is that it's historical, right? So we've all like grown mm-hmm. up with this auto-tuned sound, and so now we sort of associate it with this like ritzy lifestyle <laughs> or like this like very mm-hmm. fun genre mm-hmm. you know of like Absolutely. super colorful interesting people you know so there's that and i feel like the people that make really good trap music like travis scott does it really well and i think panda does it really well like well, the panda panda panda, panda. <laughs> 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 like that stuff yes that's so fun it is so fun Absolutely. What is that guy's name? Designer? Oh. <laughs> is it, wait, is it, who is, is that the person who coined the brrrrat type yeah, of thing? Yeah, I think his name is Designer. Yeah, with two eyes. That's wild. We could, I mean, I feel like we could do a whole piece. I mean, it's such a history piece on just that sound. It's so, it's so prevalent and it's such like a celebration sound, but it, I don't know. It's just crazy how it, how it, fits into music and how it's everywhere you know just like olden day uh like blues like shouts sort of or like um i forget what it's called uh what's that movie 
it's a Disney movie uh, about uh, Day of the Dead, and they have a I think it's called a grito, where it's like sort of like your shout before you play a song. Uh, there's all these different types of things that just like end up going through music, and maybe I shouldn't compare those things to each other, but it, it's just it's just cool to see how a trend goes goes through time, you know. Oh, you're definitely right. I I I don't know what that Disney movie is. Oh, I don't, I don't know what that is. I think you're touching on something really good though. Is like Yeah, there there are definitely like sounds that become something more than just the sound. Right? And it's up to the people that have the tools to make that sound a thing, make it a thing. I don't know if that <laughs> I don't know if that sentence came out good at all. But the idea is that there are artists and and visionaries that have these tools and think to use them in different ways, right? Because we never would have gotten like, yeah, without some of the modern trap people, you know? We never would have got T-Pain's like 2007 sound that so many people ripped off. Yeah. Without without someone saying, hey, I want (laughs) to... I want to make this. Yeah, exactly. It's such an evolution. So I guess to wrap it up, I'll just say when you get into that vocal booth, hit that auto-tune with some confidence and spend some time just messing around. Just like seeing what stuff sounds like, going like, yeah, wow. Whatever you want. Yeah. Getting goofy. Wow. Wow. Oh my god. You know? Do that stuff. You'll find like you will glob onto stuff and you'll have your certain you know, the idea is to get those little artist ticks. Those things that yeah. you do over and over again that make you you. Yeah, like tags and stuff too and I'll, whatever catches your ear, right? Sometimes I feel like when you're making music, you don't actually make anything. You just stumble upon stuff and you're like, "Oh, that's good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I make everything. <laughs> like, oh, that, that, yeah, we can keep that, I guess. Sometimes it feels a little divine. Like, it's like, is all this stuff just out there? And I just have to stumble upon it and, like, put it together? <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the fates. It's just the fates making music. You're just the hands. Yeah. I'm just the vessel. Well, okay, let's wrap it up. That that was sick. That was awesome. What's um, what's inspiring you this week, Marty? Anything that you've been uh, trying out in your music? It doesn't have to be autotune. Can be anything. Oh God, I've, dude, I've been listening to like Russian techno. <laughs> what? Just is this like what does the fox say? Or wait, no, is that what no, it's, called? it's like. Oh, is <laughs> that? Russian, I don't is know if that's if that. Um, that's not Russian. <laughs> is that German? Maybe. Maybe it's like Belgian. I'm not sure. Yeah. They're vaguely European people. No, it's it's um really hard like Russian club music from Moscow. What? And it's Sounds I don't awesome. know, bro. Check it out. You gotta check it. out. I have no idea how you would check this stuff out because I can't read Cyrillic. <laughs> but oh no! <laughs> but just go to Spotify and just and just start. Just find some Russian club song and then start Artist Radio from it. <laughs> See, that's the part I'm struggling with. How do I just find some Russian club song? <laughs> I don't know. Type in Russian club. Here, we'll, we'll do it right yeah. now. Russian. <laughs> Rush. Russian 
club music playlist. Boom. Oh my God. Found it. All of it's in Incredible. Cyrillic. Wonderful. I'm going to do it. I've had phases where I get into really, really, uh, you know, distant music, I should say. I was going to say strange, but it's only strange to me because I haven't heard it very much usually. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of a fun palate cleanser just to be like, this is not from my country. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm here for it. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm, in, yeah, I'm in the absolutely. place. I feel like reggaeton has just got me. So many people hate on it. They're like, it's repetitive, but it's just, I don't know why. It just is so compelling. I oh. love Spanish. I love the the backbeat of reggaeton. I think it's so much more interesting than the classic, like just boom chick, boom chick, straight beat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much more dancey, you know. It's just I don't know. It's fun. Um, oh, you gotta send me some stuff. I gotta get hip to reggaeton. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll send you a couple of playlists. I make. I have one called D span and one called C. Uh, wait, is it C span? Yeah, C span. So one is like the chiller reggaeton. And then one is like dark, oh, moody. It's like dark that. and like sexy, kind of like I don't know. It's like upbeat but not at the same time, kind of stuff. Um, actually, great, great opportunity for for me to publicly make my prediction. Um, and it's already been happening, but I've been saying this for years. Just trust me that you know, in the next fifteen years, almost every pop song on the top one hundred list for the world will not have a boom chick boom chick beat they'll all have a boom chip chip boom chip chip kind of thing oh no dude that's already started to happen i feel like i know but like i have some i have some people i'll get them to vouch for me i've been saying this for two and a half years um so but now it's now it's official it's recorded it's a little late but it's still gonna be awesome when it comes to you because it's just so much more compelling i mean it's just winning over the people and um yeah, God, I you love might it. Be, you might be right about that. I really hope so, and if not, <laughs> hopefully, I inspire some good debate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but well, for now we gotta we'll stick with we'll stick with this. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, this is the tune shed. Tune shed, boom, chip, chip, boom, shed, chip, 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 chip. All right, that's a wrap. Um, people, share this podcast with your friends and creators and people who love listening to music. And uh, let us know what you're up to. Uh, we'll tell you how to do that eventually, but you can probably Google us and we'll probably have Instagram by that point and all the other good things out there. Um, yeah, what's up next week, Marty? Do we know? You know, I was thinking we could do a little production deep dive into one of the songs Ooh. that Blake and I made together called Stuck to You. Oh my God, I mentioned it today and now we're going to do the deep dive? That's brilliant. I think so. I think we should do it. Yeah, we should do it. Actually, it's great because you did so many things on that song that I have no idea what you did and I want to know. <laughs> you know what? It's going to be a long one. <laughs> right back at you though. Because <laughs> you did oh, a bunch what? of stuff. Well, you did a bunch of stuff that I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> what is that? Should thing? we pull out some early versions? Because just so you know, th- this song was made in a, like, I don't know if it's non-traditional. It's new for me. Where it was like, I had a beat, I sent it to Marty. He put a bunch of stuff on it and rearranged the whole song. And he sent it back to me. And then I put a bunch of stuff on it and maybe moved some things around. I don't know. Send it back to you. Like each time it was like fully rearranged and stuff was added and deleted. And at the end of the day, we just had thousands of layers. And somehow it like is really good because 
you put your magic salt on it, man, and it's great. Hey, that magic salt. I think I think for that song, it's literally just mandolin. <laughs> there's mandolin in there. I think so. <laughs> I think there's. We'll oh, find oh. out. <laughs> Is that the harp thing? I thought that was a harp. Hey, man. Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely mandolin oh there is also a rav vast it might be pronounced rav what um when we get to the harmonic series i was thinking of this today when we get to the harmonic series i gotta play it. it's kind of like a steel drum but it's laser cut <gasps> so it's just like a dome shaped drum that's laser cut and i have one one of and those i've seen those before yeah. oh that's so on that one is. note i can hit a bunch of harmonies so I, I can show the harmonic series a little bit i can hit four notes essentially out of one note depending on how i like press on it and stuff oh. um but it's also in that song so yeah yeah I'll, I'll it's really hidden in the mix but i'll i'll be like oh did you hear it it's it's the little two notes right there um it'll be great oh geez it's gonna be great okay no we won't spoil anything no more spoilers except for <laughs> what we've already <laughs> <laughs> All right, sick. That's a wrap. Catch you next time. See you Peace. next week. Bye. Much love. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. This is the tune show.